0: What you have for me? What you have for me? I wanna be with you. I wanna be focused. I gotta be with. thank you. We believe that to be right in the midst of where you've called us to be. And Lord, we receive uh, the presence of God that is upon our lives, that is upon the flesh that even tries to resist, but it is covered by the Spirit of God. And Lord, we just thank you that we enter into the place you see us at a specific place right now. And Lord, we just want to surrender and enter into that exact place that exact place of our faith the exact place of our, our belief there's a specific spot that you've called us to where miracles happen and breakthroughs happen and you're calling us to enter into that place right now. As we seeing that we, we want to be be where you are Lord Jesus but to really want that Lord you got a spot that you're saying that our confidence would be just if we would just just walk where you have called us to that our confidence would be overflowing that that the abundance is there that the the word is there that the cleansing is there the restoration the peace is at that spot that that stretch that that part of us, Lord Jesus, that maybe just holding back, but there's a place that you've called us to. You've already seen us there. You've seen us in the midst of our breakthrough. You've seen us and with a sound mind. You've seen us be beyond fear, and you've seen us blessed. And and, and Father God, that the blessings of God, you've seen it overtake us when we enter into that place where you are, not where we are, not where we've been. But Lord, there's a place tonight that you've called my Mind to. You've called our minds to that place. You've called our our children's minds to that place where God is because where God is, there's an answer. For all of these thoughts. Where God is. There's peace for all of this noise. Where God is. There is hearing. And where faith it comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Where God is. All things are possible. Lord I want to be right there. I want to believe right there. There's a miracle right there. And I want to go and be in that place. Father, I thank you. I lay aside every way, Lord Jesus, who so I can get to where you've called me to be. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that steps have been ordered, direction has been set up more for that specific spot. And I don't leave here without the complete representation of God the Father over every area and over every aspect of of my life. God, uh, there you are, and I go right there to you. My eyes have seen things that they didn't need to see, but where you are, there's a view, there's a vision, and there's a perception that my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could even ask or think. There, Lord Jesus, is where my innocence is restored. There, all condemnation, guilt, and shame being removed. I want to go there where I'm not angry anymore. I want to be there, Lord God, where there's no depression and there's no sadness. And as the Word said, no more dying days. There is a place in my life with you where all of those things, the heaven on earth, happens. And Jesus, He said, I must go. Prepare a place for you. And in my father's house are many mansions. Says if it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you that. God says He's going to prepare the place for you. That means that you can live in the place that He's prepared. Now live like the place that He's prepared for you. Live like you are of royalty. Live like you are of a richness, of an inheritance, that you were born, as they may say, with a silver spoon in your mouth. Live right now so that it won't be a shock for you when you get to heaven. He didn't tell you those things were extravagant in heaven so that you would not know how to act there because he said, here... You need to act like we're the place you are from, not the place you are in. You are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the ability to speak the word. You have the ability to worship and not bob your head to the world's beat and not bob your head to the ungodly and not get caught up in conversations that are not of God because in your mansion, there's the word of God. In the mansion that's in heaven that's prepared for you, that whole house serves the Lord. So he wants you to see your house on earth as it is in heaven. He wants you to see your mind on earth as it is in heaven. He wants to see your finances on earth. As it is in heaven, he wants to see your confidence, your emotions, your ability, your availability, your walk, your steps, your worship, the fact that you can glorify God the way you will do in heaven. He wants you to start here, start now. So now, you know, whenever you do die, it's a passing because all you're doing is transitioning to do the same thing here, that did there, that you did here because you already know how to worship true God. Father, we stretch beyond right now and get to where you are. Where you are, you're not having us hold on to the past. Where you are, Lord Jesus, there's forgiveness, there's restoration, and there's peace. Where you are, Lord, there's the ability to not let one get lost, that to step away from the 99 and go get the one That one area you feel like you've lost your mind. That one area you may have felt like you've lost your ability. The one area you may have lost your focus. God has said, "I gave you an example. I'll leave all 99 of your best areas to go fix that messed up area, so that you can be a well-rounded blessing and not just a blessing part time, but a blessing all the time. That you'll know how to glorify God in your downtime, as you do in your uptimes." And God saying that I've left the 99, and I know that your mind wonders because things are not right in that one area. But I've left all 99 of your good things to go get that one thing, so that you can turn and say, God. I am complete not because of this thing is better but because you are God. Thank you that you left all the 99 and went and got my anger. You went and got my temper. You went and got my fears and you brought them back. You went and got my 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 disappointment. I feel like I'm not doing my best with my children. Brought it back. Said we're all gonna go together. However way we go, we're gonna do it together. Cause I'm here. I wanna be where you are. I wanna be where you are. Mm-hmm. He left. We we're good qualities. Said I'm chasing after the thing you think you can't do that well. I'm chasing after the thing that that was taken away from you. and stripped away from you. I'm chasing after the abused child so that I can tell that child I love them. I never meant for them to be hurt. I'm chasing after that one who didn't feel like they were smart enough or good enough. And I'm chasing after your mind and let you know I've chosen you to confound what seems to be wise. I'm chasing that. God, thank you for that word and due season, Lord, that you left me with what I thought was my best things and just to go after the thing that I've been wanting to hide my entire life because I've been embarrassed of it. But in the name of Jesus, what you've been embarrassed of is your clue and your answer to solve many generational problems. And Father... We just thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you've left our our church moment to go after our lustful moments and times that when we're off by ourselves and our character ain't right. And you said, I want to bring that back into the fold so you can be godly at home as you are at church and be godly on Monday as you are on Sunday and on Thursday as you are on Wednesday. I really would love to stop, but there's somebody missing there, one. And trying to say I'm okay with God at least I got these things right he, he don't want you to say at least he wants to say all things work together for the good of those who love God he wants you to be able to step back and say not one has ever been forsaken nor the seed begging bread he don't want you to be partly blessed He don't want you to be partly healed, partly whole, partly faithful. He wants you to know that you are complete. Father, we just receive it. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We have a Joel 2.28 moment that that spirit that's poured upon our flesh that rises up and welcomes the 99, that one in my life. All 99 of my good stuff welcomes that one that seems to stray away. Holy Spirit, that's upon me. With open arms, welcome back. I have one So I can complete the 100 and stay in you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Love Big Rob from Popeyes. Love that Big Rob from Popeyes. Well, we talked about having a power walk on Sunday... That, uh, you know, anybody can follow Jesus with the clean and silver and gold crosses. But will you carry the blood and woody, the wooden bloody one where Simon of Cyrene had to carry it? He didn't get a choice to carry the good one. He had to carry the one with the blood on it. And, and the word was staggering and the word was beaten up and the word didn't look like it was winning. And yet he walked anyway. Most people, that's when they quit serving God is when the word looks like it ain't working and the word looks like it's in trouble and the word looks like it's just gonna die and be defeated. But here's Cyrus of Cyrene is carrying the cross. Your greatest days is when you're carrying. He's remembered for being forced into it by the Roman soldiers who put him in position. As we said, sometimes we're waiting around and what's attacking you may force you into your calling. And today, we're gonna talk about there's always room for God. Some, what do we hear? I don't have time. But God says, man, there's always room for me. Always. All that we have is a great starting point for God to give more than we need. Everything in you is just a starting place. And you always got room for God. Right? And, and, and again, all of us have said this before. Man, I just don't have time to pray. I, I don't have time to the, and God says, no, man, you got room for me. There's room, for, there's room at the end, right? If not, let's make a manger together. Whatever we got to do, there's always room for God. And, and God's amazing with, with the room that he gives. So, so we're going to talk about this familiar story with Elijah and the widow woman in 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 10. Elijah just is there and says he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. Y'all know what a widow is, right? It's one who has lost their husband, right? The one who lost their husband. Okay, y'all, just making sure we're all on the same page because y'all were a little slow to answer that. I didn't appreciate that at all. Hey, Scott, can you turn the a, the thing up? because people shivering. It makes me uncomfortable. We try to enjoy. I know, I know, but you ain't the only one in church. Me either. And so that's why I have to do this. I'm sorry. People cold. They sit over here shaking. They're hugging themselves. It's just uncomfortable. Preach. It's like preaching to little kids with finger up their nose. It's just uncomfortable. Okay. It's like, see, it's just still wrapped up. It's just, don't they look closed off? If you're talking to someone and they like this the whole time, they look like they ain't receiving. But it ain't that they're just cold and not receiving. But we're going to get it there, all right? Okay, so so was a widow woman, which we figured out, and she was gathering uh, of sticks, and he called to her and said, "Fetch me." First of all, that wouldn't work today. Uh, Margarita, fetch me. You <laughs> be like uh it's say, "Touch not anointed," but I can call you some things. Mm-hmm. I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Now, here's a, here's a verse that just got me. It says, and, and she, as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread. Where was the bread? In where? Her hand, right? You got to remember that because uh, I thought about it. He said, Give me the bread that's in your hand. Go give, me some, go give me some oil and then give me the bread that's in your hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. Is she lying? Give me the bread in your hand. I don't handle cake. Is she lying right here? Look, I never saw that before. Okay, but okay, yeah, maybe it was exciting for me. But as but uh, but a handful of meal in the barrel. She still is saying, "I ain't got none in my hand. What I got is in the barrel." He saw something in her hand, but she won't even admit to it. So that was fire That fires me up. Or sometimes I feel like there are things I can't do, but God said, "Man, you already able to do it. I've, I've already put it in you. It's there." God, am I ever going to be a good father? You're already a good father. Continue being. Am I going to be a good man? You're already a good man. Am I going to be a good looking man? You're already a good looking man. Just continue to be you, good chocolate brother. She said, uh, give me what's in your hand. And she said, Lord, I, Lord livid, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. And, and behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after make for thee and for thy son. So. Okay, first of all, she won't admit what's in her hand. The second thing is that there's more than just for her and her son. Because he's telling her, make a cake for me, then go cook for you and your son, which you were just going to go cook for you and your son and die. I want to know how much cake y'all were going to plan to eat you and your son. Especially if it's killing people after you do it. So she wanted to do it. And for thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. You know, when you're talkative, when you're very talky, I'm wordy today. I'm talky today because he said this will not go to waste. And sometimes we think waking up and and missing an hour of sleep is wasting an hour of sleep. And it's not wasting an hour of sleep. It is what God has called you to because he said it won't go to waste if you give me that cake of sleep. Right? If you give me that cake of thought, if you give me that cake of time, it won't go to waste. I'll make sure there's more. I'll make sure that you're recovered. Last night as I got home and I had spoken twice, I spoke for nine hours and then I spoke for two more hours and then I drove home from Dallas and as I sat down and God says, give me what's in your hand. I say, this computer, here, you take it and write the sermon and I'll go to sleep. Well, obviously God already knew I wasn't going to be able to rest that night. He said, well, let's do the word together and do the word now. I know you've been up all day with everybody else's kid, but will you be up with me? Can you and I hang out for a little bit, just a little while? If I could just sit with you a while, remember that? If you could just hold me, nothing could touch me, though I'm wounded. Then I thought, okay, Dennis Jernigan, we'll get him. He says, for well, that barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of, of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Now, remember, it hadn't rained there for three years. And then instead of going to the meteorologist, or all them people in the Weather Channel, he went to this widow woman. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, which also was the saying of God. Right. And. I ain't listening to no man. Well, you may not be rejecting man. You may be rejecting God. All right? And she and he and her house did eat many days. They ate several days. So she didn't realize what she was already holding. Sometimes there are many people, and I've heard this so many times, that people die with their dreams and their visions and their goals Still in what what you tell me when I first met you, the richest people on the earth is those in the cemetery. There are CDs in the ground, there's books in the ground, there's speeches in the ground because they never did it. There's great parents in the ground, there's great family members in the ground because they never became because they died without becoming and without recognizing what you already have, because something walked out on what you were. God is saying, Don't miss your moment you are blessed. He says, in the barrel of ill, the barrel of eel. the barrel of meal wasted not. Your time will not be wasted when it's spent for God. Your money is not wasted when it's spent on God, right? Because what the movies can't provide for you, God may be using that seed to meet another need that can't be bought with finances, Neither did the, or let me say the extra meal, because people get all offended at me talking about the movies, because I hate them. Neither did the cruise of oil fall fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Okay? Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Let us recognize what's in our hands. Lord, we are entering into the summer thinking we don't have enough to make it through the summer. We're entering into our life thinking we don't have enough to retire. But God, I thank you that tonight you're going to reveal There's so so much purpose in my hand. There's so much abundance in my hand. And Lord, not only will I make it through the night, I'm going to make it through the year. I'm going to make it through my entire life. I'm going to be able to make it and make it and make it and make it because you sent this woman and you're no respect of person. You did it for her. You'll do it for me. Lord, I thank you. We receive the blessing of what's in our hand. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. That really blows my mind that physically sometimes we don't see how gifted and blessed we are. Because we look at everybody else and say, I wish them, they were, I was them, and they're like, I wish I was you. I can tell you there are several moms wish their 14-year-olds would hang out with them. Man, what a blessing of God that the 14-year-old hangs out with the mom, and, and my mom's stupid is what we normally hear from 14-year-olds, right? And all of a sudden, they're smarter than everybody else. Y'all know them. They're perfect. I don't even know how they have questions. They're so much smarter than everybody, right? Which, I the only know why NASA ain't looking for some of these kids they so intelligent. Lord, help them. She had bread in her hand and didn't even recognize it, wouldn't even recognize it. You tell someone that they're beautiful. Oh, no, I'm not. They won't recognize it. Tell them they're smart. No, I'm not. Tell their children they're smart. No, I'm not because mama ain't smart. I can't be smart. I'm just following the steps. And so God is saying, you got something in your hand. And Elijah points it out. She goes, no, it's in the barrel. It ain't in my hand you imagine me walking around? I need a book. You got one in your hand? No, I got one at the church. Holding. And I think a lot of times when we're trying to make something in the barrel without receiving something in our hand, we're going to miss God's whole plan altogether. Because we're so busy trying to get somewhere else to hear a word when God's saying, why don't you read the one that you already got? right? We're going to go to the big conference. Why don't you conference yourself? Have your own conference call. Get in your car. Read the word that's within you. God is so big that the smallest of seed in our hand will produce a harvest, the greatest of harvest. Sometimes you may not only have, you may only have one thing to be excited about. You may only have one thing every morning to be happy about. Everybody know one thing you got, just one thing you got in the morning to be happy about. Just one. Man, one. You may hate your job, but you got one thing to be happy about. You got up. You got the option, right? That's a seed. Be excited about that seed. Go and sow it. So, but there are days we don't see our own abundance, and we'll need the assistance from someone else to recognize what we need to give to God. Now, I, I know Steph and Jackie and Margaritos, those are, those are you know, called Christian piñatas. You know, they're always spitting out candy for people. Oh, you're blessed, and you oh, the lower, great, the glory. I'm always. You know, and and it's not. I don't. I don't ever want to put them down. I don't ever want them to stop doing it because you know I get it too. You know, they're not. They're not uh, discriminating. Right. You're, oh, you're, you're a blessing. The Lord loves you. All right, and there are some of us that will call you other things. Hmm? Right. But but they will. They'll bless you. Like man, you're, you're and, and they're very encouraging. Very. It's so so sweet sometimes. Like diabetic. I mean, it's like they're, they're they're sugary, right? They're the tea. No matter how cold you are to them, they're gonna put their sugar in there. And y'all know, cold and tea and sugar don't mix. It's hard to get that sugar to dissolve in there. But they still stirring. And a lot of people become cold. So when you give them something sweet, they don't even know how to receive it. They just become cloudy. Right? Y'all know how tea, right? That's why you have to sweeten it while it's warm. You remember, I always tell "Brim about mama and them sun teas that she'd stick out in the front yard. I hate tea today just because the way she made it back then. <laughs> we'll not drink it. We ain't got nothing but tea and dirt. Give me some dirt. I'm going to lick the side of the table. I'm not drinking. She offended me with all that tea. Now, if you think about it, you are blessed. That means your hands are abundant. No matter what you do, God is in there. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 20 through 21, It says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. Now, they couldn't cast out the devil out of the man. They were trying to cast him out. They couldn't. The man said, look, your disciples, your disciples who ride with you can't do what you do. So I'm bringing my son to you. And that's got to be frustrating. They go, Jesus, why we couldn't cast him out? And he says, well, because of your unbelief. You didn't believe that you could do it. He says, and for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place. He went all country. He went Alabama on him. Remove hence to yonder. Sometimes you may have to go country in Look, boy, remove hence to yonder before I beat you over there. And it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. How be it this kind goeth out only but by prayer and by fasting, right? Sometimes sometimes you have to do something different. You can't pray the same way you've always prayed, or you're going to get the same results you've always gotten. But if you do something you've never done, you could have something you've never had. It is about the abundance of God. It's the increase in your hand. A small mustard seed. And your hand is it. That's why we can't leave our 99. We've we got to leave our 99 and go get the one. We can't leave an imperfection and just let it go because that's just one of the things. No, you go after it just like that shepherd did with that sheep. He says, I want 100. I'm not come here to do 99 things. I came here to be 100. And sometimes we tend to settle, not even for 99, sometimes we settle for 85. We leave out a whole bunch of things. God said, no, go get yours. Because you're going to need all that to receive your abundance. You're going to need all that to receive your harvest. Go get your best attitude, right? Go get your best smile. Go get your best things. You've got to be able to do that. So the smallest of seed can become the greatest of herbs. That mustard seed grows out into this huge tree. And God has never meant for you to have gigantic seeds. He meant for you to have a gigantic faith, right? Your seed is never going to be bigger than your harvest. Ever. He wants you to sow it. Now, seeds are worth fighting for. I'm going I get to I go do these dance team people. But last year, the dance team people didn't finish paying me all my money. <laughs> so we had a fellowship. So I, I asked for it once. It's mine. They know they owe it. Oh, we're going to get that right to you. I was done. I didn't ask no more the whole year. That lady called back. Tor, we're so excited. Here are our dates. I said, yeah. I'm glad you sent your dates. But there's still yet hence yonder one more thing we need to cover. You've not yet finished fulfilling last year's deal. Now, I did my part. I talked to them 600 different girls three different times in three different locations. I did my part. You didn't pay me. All of it. They paid me most of it. But they think I'm going to leave. Be okay with 99 and not nine. And go get that one? Nah. I wants the one. I ain't walking away from that. I'm not leaving it on the table. I said, that if you value what I do, you'll be able to do it. She goes, oh, I'm so embarrassed. You know how people do I'm so embarrassed. Give me the information you need. You mean the information I gave you the first time? Okay, I'm going to get you that information, but y'all need to get my money. Well, I heard, Ooh, the accountant said there's a check that was sent, and it never was cashed. Okay, that's the one. I don't know why we're still having all these conversations. We go silent again. It's this weekend, by the way. I get a call last week. Hey, Tori, uh, here's what we're going to be doing. I'm not going. Y'all have yet to get my one. We're all sheep here. But one is keeping me from going. Now I know you got all the good reviews. You show me all the money. You said people love me, but I ain't going. If y'all don't get this one up in him. We talked all the way back, right? And so, so, so the lady goes, Oh, Toriel, you know, you know we're good for it. Right now I don't. <laughs> no, really, I don't. I know you I know you got the business mind on you. I know you got a lot of money. I can see it. You and you the lady was in London with my tech. I got one last email that I'm sending. So I gave them my bill, which it went up this year. Okay, now you done got trouble. And I'm doing less. Okay, but what am I going to do? The Bible says be harmless as a dove, but wise as a serpent. And some of us are, are too, you know, we're like, oh, we're just run over, kick me in the side. No, I got some dopamine in me, a little pit bull, a bulldog, something. It's a rougher dog is in there. Right, and, and sometimes you have to step up and recognize what's in your hand. If I'm doing that great of a job, recognize what great of a job I'm doing so I can do it. Now, that's, you're going to set yourself up there. You'll fall on your face. Well, I was good last year. I think I'm going to be good this year. Right? you got to be willing to do it. You've got to be willing to step up and ask and talk to it. So talking and understanding what is possible will cause us to miss the opportunity to believe the impossible. If you only talk about it's possible for you to be hungry and possible for you to fail and possible for you never to make it, you're going to miss the impossible that God wants to do through you. And what's the impossible? Well, if I make it, what does that mean? That means you're going to sow into your generations that are coming around you and behind you. He don't want you to succeed just for your benefit. He wants you to succeed for others coming behind you. There are people that are coming. There are things that are on the way. So it's like that opportunity. It is, not, it is not big enough, and we need to move. If we are carrying our blessing, it is not big enough. If you're carrying your blessing, if all your blessing is right here, it is not big enough. Your blessing should be too big to carry, too big to hold. The widow woman was holding cake, but God wanted her to believe for a meal. Holding cake, but God wants to believe for a meal. Don't you know that widow woman wish she would have hid that piece of cake? Ain't nothing worse than somebody seeing food in your hand because they're going to ask you for it and you don't want to reject them. You know the people walking around and they look at the cars and, and they, you know the people walking by the cars and they come by. What do y'all do? Do y'all look away or what do y'all do when you know they're going to ask for something? You know the folks with the signs? Y'all act like y'all ain't seen. Y'all don't seen them walking down and you look down and don't reach like you're looking reaching for something because they're going to come over, right? they make it look like that. So when you're know, walking, you, you tend to look away. But God is saying, look up, know who you are. No, you're blessed. That's room enough for me in there. And God's got to be in there. So I realized that with dealing with these people, there must be some amazing things that's going to happen in these next few days with these girls. Somebody's going through something or we wouldn't have to fight so much to get there. Somebody's in trouble. Somebody's in trouble. And I got an hour and a half to reach those group and another hour and a half to reach the other group. Somebody's in trouble or the enemy wouldn't be fighting so hard to keep us out. Right? But we're going to go in there with a vengeance. We're going to go in there loud and we're going to get our checks. So God is blessing and not withholding. So she was holding cake, but God wanted a meal. The cake was make curve your urge but the meal will meet your need, right? And now y'all know how we do at night, right? I need to curb this urge. I got a sweet, and you know it's more in there than just a tooth because nobody has rubbed cake on their tooth and then just put it back, right? <laughs> have, have you ever just rubbed cake on there and like that's it? That was a sweet tooth been taken care of. Nobody's done that. No, it's a slice, and then you want to butter it. Have you ever heated up cake and put butter on it? You're just going too far. I can't believe it's butter, but you can believe it's something else, and it's going on. And after a while, you don't know what to believe, right? It's not a sweet tooth. It's an urge. And God is saying, you're going to wake up worse tomorrow if you just just urging yourself instead of carrying your faith. Here it is, 1 John 4.4. 4. Here's what's in me, right? Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God ain't got nothing in my hand, but you got God in you. Right? So you're greater. Well, God, they got more training, but God is in you. You're greater. Well, God, they got more money. As the little girls say, why they get to go home with two parents, and I don't get to go home with none, but greater is he that's within you than he is within the world. There are plenty of people going home with two parents, but nobody guarding them. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world. People of the world talk about the what? The world, according to the Bible. That's what they're going to talk about. You ain't going to be able to relate to them. You can't go, thus thou go ye yonder place. They ain't going to understand you, because they only want to understand the world. Right? They're going to do that. And they, and and and, and the world heareth them, they only want to hear the world, they know the world only hears them. We are of God, and he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We used to say this all the time about our youth trying to do some missionary dating. I'm going to win them to the Lord. They ain't trying to hear your gospel. They're trying to hear the world. And ultimately, they're going to win you to the bed. Right? Y'all got to go somewhere, put a Bible in between you. That joke of climb over Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's got a devil. You cast that out of him. Right? I yeah, not for young people, older people do the same thing. Oh, I'm just hanging out. These are my buddies. These are my, these are my, my ungodly friends. Well, they only can hear the world, and you can't give them the word. What are you going to say to Jesus when this is all over? Because the only way we could communicate, we can't talk about God. So you gave up God so you can have them? Yeah, wow, right? And so we get that a lot of times where people are like, well, you know, we don't want to talk about Jesus. You know what? They're uncomfortable about a grown man that say he's going to be a woman now, and they don't put a special on and call him the Brave Award. I'm talking about Jesus. Now I'm offended. I want to say Jesus everywhere I go. Even if I ain't got nothing to say nothing about Jesus, just say Jesus. <laughs> just to say it. Jesus! Just, people just freak out. People. Start looking around. I'm coming out the closet. Me and G, I'm Jesus. Seriously, I'm tired of church people playing church, man. And, you know, we got more secular songs in church than we do out in the world. It's frustrating. Tired of Christians leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, lean, lean. Y'all don't know that one either. That was way back. That's that there. That's Louisiana, Tennessee, Arkadelphia, Detroit. That's when the old brothers got up there. Oh! And I was like, if he got to cover up his ear to hear him sing, we should be covering up ear. Right. About what he did. There's nothing worse than sitting in church with Tony, her younger brother. Tony could make fun of people, man. It was so funny, and I always get pinched in church. The mama could reach me, but he would not make a move. He'd just say face, like, look at that dude, man. He, he got wrinkles, and he put these wrinkles in his ears, so he could sing loud, and I'd be like, look. He got his whole neck in his ear. I was like, look, look, that's his neck. And he'd keep talking, and I would bust that laugh. Like, I couldn't hold it, so I'd bust that laugh, so i get in trouble, and he'd be sitting there, He's so disrespectful, Mama. It's okay. Some people got to go. So we got to be upright. And at this time and day, they're not playing. The world is trying to take the gospel from us. They are trying to straight up take the gospel from us. We got to lift up our churches. Got to lift up leaders. They're going to face a battle. But it's okay to face a battle. Let me go through it. The early church, they were being killed for Jesus. It's time for us to die. Beloved, let us <laughs> let us love one another, for, for love is of God, and everyone that is, is that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. So people who are seeking the world to hear them will ultimately have to speak the world's lingo. Maybe God doesn't heal. Maybe God is okay with homosexuality. Maybe God is okay with certain sins. And maybe God is okay that every road can lead to heaven. Maybe if you want to be a couch when you get to heaven or a coffee table, maybe those are, maybe, no, you just say what the world wants to hear. So you can be friends with the world. But the Bible says if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Right? There's room for God. There's room to bring them into your hands. You have seed for a good word, but we look like we're we're racist now. We're racist because we tell the truth about the Bible. Go ahead, try to try to say Romans one twenty eight through thirty in public. Go and just read the scripture. You are homophobe. You a Biblephobe. Now let's phob it up together. Let's get it together. Really, we we really got to come out and we got to preach the gospel and we got to live different. Than the world, separate from the world. We got some. I got some in my hand. I can't be messing with that. My hands. I got seed in my hand. Right. I was about to take that. Mm-mm, I got seed up in here. I ain't gonna drop the seed of God for the pleasure of me. Can I cannot do that? So it's godly talk. And so if you got friends that you can only talk go- ungodly to, maybe they ain't friends. Maybe that's an opportunity. you should have seen here, Brand. I was so fat. Uh, over the last few months ago, and I brought my fat clothes to church and I put on these pants that everybody said I look good in, suit, when I bought them. I could put them on over this pair of pants and over another pair of pa- over the other pair of pants I had on, I had on other pair of pants that got so big. Well, yeah, see? say you carry their weight well. Dangerous place when you carry weight well because then you believe that's the way you're supposed to be right? You don't want to carry stuff well. It means you keep what God has put in your hand. There will always be a large group of people to agree with your doubts. Always. I can't do it. You're absolutely right. You ain't nobody. Sit down and shut up. But we're responsible for being in agreement with God's word. Greater Greater is what we have within us than what we have around us, right? The situation you live in don't have to live in you. Right. There's something greater in me. Speak the things that get God's attention rather than talking about your limitation that get man's approval. Well, we all sin. I'm with you. We all sin. We repent. Right. The thing that God made a a provision for people who love each other and to keep them from fornicating was marriage. A man and a woman come together, they marry. They're no longer fornicating because they're married. Two men come together, they still homosexualing. Two women come together, they're still homosexualing. Now, understand, this is where our society is. And, and granted, we would not be popular church. But still people don't come here now because we're not cultural competent. No, we're not culturally stupid. The Bible will follow. Right? Because he didn't create us to go in dinosaur mold. Because that's what that would be. If all of us was that way. Everybody would die off, correct? Can't adopt children nobody having. I ain't getting pregnant. God didn't make us to be dinosaurs. He made us to be people. Somebody must need this. Maybe you need to witness this to your friend. Keep the CD. We're ready. My pastor said. By the way, the approval we tend to seek the most is our own. Sometimes we want to make ourselves believe it. You can lie to yourself long enough to where you believe it. See? And start to believe it. And start to believe there's something either wrong with you. Look at this. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Here we go. And he said, take now thy son. He's talking to, to uh, Abraham. He says, take your son. Take your dude. Take your boy. Your only son, by the way, that you had to have a, a, a miracle to even have because you're all so old. Thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of, the, of, of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering on, upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Now, we know the story. He took him off. He's going to sacrifice his only son, thinking if God brought me one, he'll bring me another. I'm going to go sacrifice the miracle God brought me. And sometimes we stay so far into the last blessing that we forget to sacrifice it for the next blessing, right? And we never get beyond the last thing we did for God. So God wants us to be blessed, so make sure there's room for him. When there is an urge to say, my only one, or this is all that I have, just know that God has a plan to make a greater one and add more than enough. This is all I got. Okay, there's a greater thing God's about to happen. Everything that's abandoned you, everything that's left you, God is going to use you to make it over and bless you. And everyone that said you wouldn't be able to do it, God is going to use what's in your hand. When you use your faith, he's going to bless it. Amen? I want you guys to bow your heads. It's Wednesday. Your children have to get home and study. And we're going to let you bless your hands by getting them there. So as your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, and you're praying, Father, my finances are against me. You said no weapon Formed against me shall be able to prosper. I release the cake that's in my hand to you. Only you can take the oil of the Spirit of God that's on me mixed with what's in my hand and cause me to have a harvest. Father, I thank you for removing worry and fear and anxiety from the minds of this body about finances. I thank you, Lord God, for a revelation for increase and in abundance. Lord, that they have not received their last check. They've only received the opportunity for the abundance to continue coming over and over And over again. Lord, we want to walk in truth. And walk in belief and understanding. Lord, we're not going to satisfy the world. Because that may sound right to them. We want to satisfy you with what sounds right to you. I give you my words. Lord, touch my tongue with coals of fire of God. That I may speak the word of God only. As you hear me, Lord, when I speak. You know you hear your sheep. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, you're praying. If you're in here and you're saying, I don't know Jesus, if I were to die, I don't know where I'd spend eternity. I don't know where I am with God. I want to be right with God. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand so we can pray over you and make sure you're all right with God. Awesome, awesome. Now, if you're in here and you're saying, Pastor, I feel till, till right now, I didn't see what was in my hand. I thought I was empty. I thought I didn't have enough. I still feel like I don't have enough. I've got my kids. I've got my family. I got things I need to pay I got unexpected bills that have come up but I want to believe this word that this widow woman who was set to make her last meal ran into a man following a God who had his last supper so that we could be raised from our death I know God wants to do something great in me but I need to be willing to receive God doing something great with what's in my hand I'm good enough that's you. I want you to raise your hand, so we pray over you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just I want it, Father. I thank you, thank you, Lord God, for those hands that went up. I said God, I've looked at it. I don't have much, but apparently you see something I don't see. So here it is, God. I'm give it over to you. Me and my family, we received this summer, summer of blessing. And not only just the summer, it's going to continue throughout the rest of the year. But we're going to call forth the summer right now. I've limited my plans in my mind because I was looking at what only I could do. But Lord, I thank you that now I realize in my hand, once it's given to you, I don't have to limit my plans. I don't have to limit my events. We can do all those things that you've called for us to do. Lord, I want to do exactly and be where you've called me to be. But I know you want me to be blessed, so I'm going to trust you and give it over to you. God, make turn this cake into a meal. Lord, if my mind has become short, turn it into a meal. My thinking, my hearing has become short. Turn it into a meal. I need the full spectrum. Not just in my finances, Lord. I need you to turn my words into complete sentences. I'm saying things to people I love and they're just not hearing me. Lord, thank you. Take this this cake. Make it a meal so they can chew on it and they can eat it. Father, help me to chew on my own words. Sometimes I won't even serve myself, but I receive not just a cake, but a meal that I may go on and do what you've called me to do. And for those who are hurting all around us, we believe that God is going to do something great in our hands. Father, we receive it together. We do greater works. In Jesus' name, everybody say, amen, amen.